Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash ask Reddit, where we answer the question, Redditors who work at remote places like forest officers, oil rig workers, etc. What creepy things have you noticed while at work? Our first reply is from Vivilli. I used to work at a Boy Scout summer camp. Every week, I had to take a big group of campers to a secluded spot for their wilderness survival badge where they had to build a shelter out of sticks, leaves, etc. to sleep in overnight. The spot was only about a half mile away from the main camp, but we took them on a circuitous route that made it seem really secluded. Anyways, on this one night, all the campers had made their shelters, we'd cooked dinner, and we were all just sitting around the campfire. It was getting late, maybe 11 o'clock, so I sent all the campers to their shelters for the night and started cleaning up the fire. That's when we heard in the distance what sounded like church bells. They were pretty faint, but myself and my fellow staffers could definitely hear them. They went on for about 30 minutes, ringing every 30 seconds or so. We were all a little creeped out, as there were no churches or towns within 20 miles of us. After the bells stopped, though, the singing started. It was too faint to hear the words, but it sounded like church choir music, but a lot of people and a lot more enthusiastic. Also, it was almost midnight at this point. The singing went on for well over an hour, sometimes quieting down until we almost couldn't hear it, sometimes getting so loud we thought it was getting closer. All the campers were super creeped out, but I lied to them, telling them there was a church service going on in camp and that there was nothing to be scared of. Eventually, at almost 1am, the singing stopped. I found out a few days later that there had been a large KKK rally only a few miles away that night, and that's what we heard. I came into this expecting some kind of ghost story, but this was actually way, way scarier. Can you imagine if one of the kids went to go check that out and was found by the rally members? That could have ended very badly. Our next reply is from Do Not Engage With Me. I used to work in the Gulf of Mexico on an oil rig for years, and it may not exactly be creepy, but I found it really unsettling. In deep, open water, the water itself is really clear. So everyone can plainly see all the tuna and barracudas hanging around the rig waiting for the onboard cook to throw off whatever food waste he needs to. Every once in a while, a huge great white shark would swim up from underneath and snatch a tuna, and it really took less than a second. They're really scary. Our next reply is from Goobers Please No. I've worked in Canada's north for a few years now in oil and gas. It's pretty creepy when, during the night shift, you realize a moose has just been standing at the tree line staring you down for an unknown length of time. Or finding bear tracks crossing the tracks that you just made five minutes ago. Honestly, the silence of a snowy forest in the dead of night hundreds of kilometers away from anything is pretty spooky. When your only contact to the outside world is a radio channel that nobody's listening to, you feel pretty alone. Beneath that, Windshield 11 says, might as well be in space, and Shaft replies, in space, bears can't kill you, so it's worse. Our next reply is from Snow Cabbage. I used to be a delivery driver, which doesn't sound very remote because it isn't. However, I did have to deliver to some pretty remote places. One time, I delivered to a trailer park just barely inside of our designated delivery zone, and it was very dark and poorly lit. I leave my car running and keep the headlights and inside lights on to go deliver the pizza. Upon returning to my car, I sit down in the driver's seat and look up to see a creepy old man standing less than three feet from the side of my car. He was just staring. It was the equivalent of a jump scare. I just started driving forward and I had to do a U-turn to get out of the park. 
When I turned around, the man was standing in the middle of the road, so I freaked out for a second before speeding around him, only to watch him attempt to chase my car out of the trailer park. I put in my two weeks notice after that. And then, beneath that, the road is life co has a similar story. You reminded me of something creepy that happened to me. I also used to be a delivery driver, but for a supermarket in the UK. A lot of our customers were in the middle of nowhere, and my last delivery of the night was a new customer I'd never been to before. I was already running late from all my previous deliveries, and I was still trying to find this house at 10.30pm, even though my shift was supposed to finish at 10pm. I'm driving around the narrowest of country roads with nothing surrounding me but dark fields and hedgerows, looking for anything that might be a driveway. I hadn't seen another car or person for miles. Then, all of a sudden, I hear a loud thud on the side of my van, like something was thrown at it. There were no trees or anything else around for something to fall from, and I remember it specifically hitting the side of my car. I looked in my mirrors and out the window, but there was nothing around me. Then, it happened again. Another thud on the side of my van. I drove back to the supermarket so fast and told my manager that I couldn't find the place. I'd spend 30 minutes looking for it, to be fair. It turns out, there was no house at that address. Our next reply is from Emiru. I was on a boat sitting on anchor in a secluded bay in the early hours in southeast Alaska a few years ago. I stepped outside for a smoke, and all of a sudden I heard the most horrific sounds of a wild animal being murdered by another wild animal. It went on for probably 10 minutes. I know it's just nature, but man, I can still hear that sound in my brain and it haunts me. Have you ever noticed during nature documentaries that when an animal is hunting another animal, they usually play music instead of the live audio? This is why. Our next reply is from LS1C. I was the creepy occurrence. I live on a ranch off a quiet dirt road. Our distant neighbors, the nearest house is about one mile away as the crow flies, have had issues with people stealing things out of their outbuildings and storage sheds in the area. It was also late in the year, so it was starting to get dark around 6pm. So, as a result, every time I would see headlights go down our road, I would watch to make sure they weren't stopping on the property. One evening, I see a vehicle going very slowly down the road and come to a stop at the end of our driveway, about 120 yards from our front porch. The vehicle's parked right in front of a 60s pickup that I've parked, so I think whoever it is might be looking to steal it, or just looking over the property. Whatever the case, I decide to put on my black coat and grab my rifle to go investigate. It's dark out, so I stay out of the headlights of the vehicle so I can get close. I can tell it's a white van, but I don't see anything else distinguishing about the van. When I'm about 50 yards away, the van backs up and turns into our driveway. I freeze as the headlights wash across me standing in the middle of my driveway, and I see the reflective FedEx logos on the side of the van. <laughs> Needless to say, the FedEx driver probably messed his pants as he suddenly sees a dark figure standing in the middle of a field, in the dark, holding a rifle. Surprisingly, after I try to give a friendly wave and smile, he continues up the driveway to the house, and I get to explain the situation and we both have a laugh. So that's how I got to be the creepy guy in some FedEx delivery driver's story. That just goes to show you, if you're going to be some creepy serial killer who stalks down co-eds in a cabin in the woods, then all you have to do is give a friendly wave and a smile. That should put them at ease and allow you to close the distance. Our next reply is from Lorbeck. I spent some time in the peat swamp forest of Borneo studying wild orangutan. We would go into the forest very early around 4am. One morning, there was a clouded leopard on the trail that we used to enter the forest. It was just crouched there, watching us. We shouted, tried to act big, and one of the indigenous people we worked with even took out his slingshot and shot rocks at it. He missed on purpose, just trying to scare it off. 
It stayed there for a good five minutes watching us before it slowly walked into the thick brush of the cleared trail. When we walked by, I shined my light to where it had walked to, and I could clearly see a pair of reflective eyes only three meters away crouched watching us pass. It was creepy, but also incredibly cool to see one in person for how critically endangered they are. <laughs> Beneath that, I'm going to read this reply from Macrocantharynchus. I hunt you. We can literally see you, bud. I hiding. Go away, cat. Shoo, you're not fooling anyone. I stealthy. No, go away. I am detected. I retreat slowly. You live this day, and I go elsewhere. There it goes. Hey, shine that light to make sure it actually left. I shine. I hunt you. Our next reply is from Coda43. I'm not sure if this counts because it's a farm, but when you live on a farm, you work on a farm, so I guess I'll tell it. I grew up on a farm, and in high school, I used to mess with my friends by hiding and making them find me. One night, my friend was over and we were waiting on this other guy. We see him pull up, so we take off running to hide. It's funny because they have to wander around somewhere that they're unfamiliar with or go ask my parents and be told, too bad, you'll have to find her. It's like forced hide and seek. Anyway, this one night, I saw my friend hide in one of our buildings while I ran for the trees. I was hiding under some bushes and I heard breathing. Like human breathing. There were no animals around. It creeped me out so bad that I ran out of hiding to greet my friend. I felt so uncomfortable for the rest of the night. Sometime during the night, my dad heard something and went out to investigate. In the morning, he discovered that one of our cows was killed and butchered. Then beneath that, Brancher asks, Butchered as in people meticulously separated the meat out, or like something just started eating the cow? And then OP replies, Someone stole the meat. So, <laughs> OP, what you're basically saying is that someone snuck onto your property with a bunch of heavy blades, like butcher knives and axes maybe, because, I mean, I don't know what sort of blades you use to butcher a cow. Like, I've seen butchers use, like, butcher's knives to actually chop meat, but <laughs> that's once the meat's already off the cow. I would imagine the blades that you use to separate the meat from the cow are significantly heavier and sharper. So, oh... <laughs> OP was a teenage girl who almost stumbled across a guy who was equipped with heavy, sharp blades in the middle of committing a crime. OP, you might have been murdered that night if things went differently. Our next reply is from Lakewood Hiker. I spent several seasons working at a remote field camp in Antarctica over a thousand kilometers from the main station in McMurdo. Every once in a while, a scuba bird or Antarctic tern would accidentally end up following one of the small planes out to our camp. Once there, though, they'd basically be stranded with no way to get back to the coast. I'd get out of my tent some mornings and see a lonely tern circling overhead, knowing it was a dead bird flying. It was quite creepy. Along those lines, when birds or seals do die down there, it's so cold and dry that their bodies don't decay either. They essentially mummify. Outside of McMurdo's at Scott's Discovery Hut, there's still a perfectly preserved seal carcass from 1912 sitting by the entrance of the hut. Our next reply is from Chief Boldface. I work on ships. There was one night that I was on a ship sailing through Alaskan waters, and it happened to be my first night ever seeing the Northern Lights. I can't believe how awesome it was. It made the sky clear, made the night look like it was dusk, and we were able to see clearly for miles. A few buddies and I hit the deck at about 1am to just gaze at it. An hour or so in, there were six of us on top, nearly the entire crew now. And then, a big white spotlight shines at us. 
We were near land, but where the spotlight was was above the water and it wasn't low enough to be on a ship. This was very high up. It shined on us for about 15 to 20 seconds. Once the light turned off, we looked to see what it was, and we saw nothing. No trace of an aircraft or anything. A couple of minutes go by, and the same light shined on us. This time, it was on the other side of our vessel above the mountains. Still, we were unable to see what it was. We all saw it, and we've never seen any aircrafts hovering above these waters, especially at 2am. We don't know what it was. We think it might have been some sort of silenced aircraft. The military was probably doing drills or something. But anyways, that was one of the weirder things to happen out on the ocean. And then beneath that, someone suggested it might have been the Hestelin lights, which are this strange light phenomena that happens in a very specific area in Norway. I'll show a picture of it now, and for those of you who are listening and not watching, it kind of looks like, geez, like this weird streak of light across the sky. It looks super unnatural. Our next reply is from Juicebox Fresh. I worked in a store once in a really small town that was always absolutely dead. A customer every hour or so shifts all alone too, which I'm sure wasn't even legal, but hey. Anyways, it's a dark evening, and I'm sitting on Reddit as usual when I hear the door open. I look up and see the back of a man as he begins walking down the first aisle towards the tin foods and he appears to be talking to someone on the phone. I think nothing of it and go back to Reddit. All of a sudden, I get this intense smell of soil and earth. I look up and the man's approaching the counter and he's wearing some kind of overalls and his face and long gray hair and body is just covered in dirt. That's when I notice that he isn't on the phone at all and he's just talking to himself in this absolutely bizarre tone. He sounded like a cartoon elf or something. He's just sort of murmuring and doing this really weird hee-hee sort of laugh. I was just frozen solid as he stood at the counter in front of me, and I'm thinking that I'm about to be killed when a policeman storms through the door. He asks if I'm okay, which I don't respond to because I'm just in a complete state of what the F is happening. The cop tells the man to come outside, and the man just starts murmuring gibberish and saying the words legal over and over again. The cop comes and grabs the man and puts him in the back of the police car, and that's the last I ever heard of him. I have no idea who he was or what was going on, but I'd never been so afraid of another person before. You know, when you just sense a bad, bad situation. I'm so grateful the police showed up when they did. Our next reply is from Kopio Kosong. When I was 15 years old, I was doing my 4am newspaper delivery round on my bicycle. I was driving into the garden of this one subscriber when I saw two guys with flashlights looking through the windows of the house. I was a bit in shock and just said, good morning guys. They were just as much in shock and an awkward silence followed. I tried to break the silence by asking if I could pass by them to deliver the newspaper through the door. One of the guys said the person living in that house did something to his family and they took that as an opportunity to get away in their car that was still running. When they were gone, I rang the doorbell at the house to tell them what happened and that they should keep an eye out. Our next reply is from Prickly Heat. I was serving as a fireman for my nation's compulsory national service. Once, we were called into the forest to retrieve a body that was found hanging from a noose deep along one of the running trails. He had apparently committed suicide by hanging himself off a tree and was found by a few morning joggers. What's creepy was, we found a straw doll at the foot of the tree. It was stabbed with a few red bobby pins in the head and facial area. When we took the body down, we had to carry him a few kilometers out of the forest, and halfway along the journey, a previously unnoticed wound on his face started bleeding. 
One of my men swore that he was bleeding from the same spot as where the bobby pin was stuck on the doll, but we couldn't confirm it, as we left the doll where the body was found for the police. We passed the body to the paramedics and booked our way out of there. That was our slash ask reddit, and if you like this content, then check out my Patreon where I publish episodes that were banned from YouTube. Also, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new reddit podcast episodes every single day.